970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. I'm here with Ace Garcia Corp, our financial expert, and Steve Niebert, our legal expert. And me, I'm a home expert. Um, so we just got to be talking about leasing and some of the things that you need to know. And as I said, it's a great time to jump into the market. So if you are a first-time buyer and you are thinking, hey, you know what? Interest rates are at all-time low. I'm renting. I, I, I really, you know, I think I should buy. Uh, and there's no perfect time to buy because, you know, uh, it's when you have the need. First, you should assess your needs. And that is, as I said to our last caller, that's a matter of personal thing. Um, if you are with someone, then you need to discuss that together. If you're alone, you might want to say, well, am I buying this property? And maybe I'll be getting married or maybe I'll be having a family. So you want to assess what you actually need. Um, And the way I know I started this business many, many years ago, and it was not sophisticated as it is today. Uh, And we used to do a simple exercise with people. and It's very easy. I took a a loose leaf paper and I just took a line right down the middle and I put needs on one side and wants on the other side. Now, on the need side, you have to put what you absolutely need to have in a home. On the want side, you would put things that you would like to have, but you don't have to have them. Just so that you have a perspective of what you need, be ready. As Ace says, go to Ace and have all your documents ready. And if I were you, as uh, we always tell you, get your credit report ahead of time. And see if there's any flaws on your credit or anything that you notice shouldn't be there. And if your credit score, you know, score is, you can raise it. Because when you look at rates, I mean, am I correct? Uh, when you see rates posted, Ace, you can uh, speak on this. They're, they're giving you a rate, assuming that you have great credit. Um, the, if your correct, credit's Dottie. not perfect. Can you explain that to people? Because they think that that's the rate and that's the rate only for Perfect credit, right? So, what would you? you... And and, and there's a couple of factors in in getting the best rate, right? Uh, There's down payment. The more you put down, um, you can get a better rate. If your credit score is at a certain level, usually 720, 740 or above, you'll have a different rate, an improved rate. So, there's different factors that go into getting, you know, a rate. So, it's not one size fits all. So, when you see a rate being published online, don't think that that's the final rate, right? If you inquire and you have better credit, you have a larger down payment, you know, you'll be inclined to getting a better rate as well. So, Dottie, that's a great point. You also might, and again, that's why I suggest you talk to Citizens or Ace or some representative at Citizens because um, you might have an outstanding, like, car payment loan that might make a difference if you pay that off. So speak to someone and then get pre-approved. Okay, I have that 
and and know, as A said, not what you can afford to get, what you're comfortable. Look at the number and say, are we comfortable in spending or am I comfortable in spending this much a month? And remember, when you have a home, I don't care if it's brand new, there's always something that's going to go wrong. Okay? So, you know, you, you, you want to have a, a little slush fund for things that go wrong. And if it needs a lot of repairs, you really should inquire about that mortgage that Ace told you about last week where you can incorporate the repairs that you have to do into the mortgage so that you have the, the money to do it. Then I would check the area out. And again, don't jump from, hone in on an area that you like, go to a lot of open houses or go online and get a feel for prices in the area so that you, um, you know, this is a big investment and you want to do your homework. I know when I bought my house in the Hamptons, um, they, we didn't have offices then. I opened offices after I bought a house in the Hamptons. They said, oh, I might as well have offices here. But I went, I was called a customer from hell. Okay. Not that I was mean or anything, but I, you know, I want, I, I checked out South Hampton. I checked out West Hampton. I checked out East Hampton. I actually rented something there for a couple of weeks or a month just to make sure I would see if I liked it. But I, I ended up, you know, going back to Southampton. But get a feel for the area. And you can't compare one area to other because pricing is different. Okay. You should also, and, and as I said, please work on your credit score. And um, they say that if you might want to open a separate savings account. And if you ever have any extra money, start putting that away so that you have a discipline. Because a lot of times, you know what happens? Someone says, well, Dottie, I don't really make enough money to really save. I, I just don't make enough. I, uh, in my 20s, was working for Merrill Lynch. And, of course, they had this program where you take, they take 10% of your salary and they invest it for you and you could take that or not. And I didn't have 10% then. I couldn't afford to give them 10%. I did 5%. And, you know, before I knew it, it really had added up to a lot of money. So even if it's a small amount of money that you put in this bank account or this special savings account, um, do it. Um, you know, get that savings account ready. And learn everything you can about buying and selling and work with a good broker. And now it's so really easy because you can go online and really get a good feel of what's selling, where it's selling, go to the open houses. That's basically where I'd start. Then you have to say, if you're really looking for a house and you're really serious about buying a house, this is not a time that lowball offers are going to really work. I don't want to say never because there's always something that could happen. But for most part, housing inventory remains very anemic. We don't have enough of it. And given that reality, the cards are stacked against buyers when you find a home. You have to be able to place a reasonable offer. I mean, you know, it's not a, a market where nothing's selling. So you've you got to pretty much figure that you're going to probably play full price or close to it. Um, it's important to know what's in, in And, you know, if you work with a broker, you can find out what things are asked for and what things sold, actually sold for. Um, most homeowners, I don't see. Most homeowners, we try to sell them the price they close to what they want to get. Um, 
And then think about the seller. I mean, obviously, when you put your offer in, like as A said, you know, if you have a better down payment, it's better. But sometimes the seller, and I've seen crazy things happen, when you're touring the house with the seller, if the seller is there, make sure to be complimentary. Don't sit there and start tearing the house apart. Um, or you might want to say, you know, if you see a picture of a, uh, 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 that that has a kid with a soccer uniform, you might want to say, gee, you know, I I have a son that plays soccer. You know, I don't want to tell you that somebody's going to give the house to you because they like you. But um, when there's multiple offers, sometimes the seller I have seen takes a little less from somebody that they feel will love their house the way they did. Um, And sometimes, and if you work with a good broker, they pretty much know how long the house is on the market, and you want to find that out. Because we're in a market where things really, if it's on that, I, I would kind of wonder if it's on the market, like more than 90 days, that seems, you know, the average house is selling like in a little over a month now. So if it's on the market long, it doesn't mean that it won't sell. Then you want to watch, you want to register for if that should drop. And you can do that online. You know, you can put houses in. And when they drop the prices, you can get notified right away. So you want to do that. And don't go buy a new car. If you can help it, don't switch jobs unless it's an opportunity of a lifetime. Um, You know, you want to give tips like that, Ace. I mean, that usually they want to see that you've had a job for a couple of years, correct? So it's not the time to... They want to see that you have at least two years of employment history. So if you're getting a mortgage, may not be the best time to transition over to a new company. And if you are, make sure it's in the same line of work so that you're not affected by the change of employment. So Dottie's bringing up so many great um, aspects of the mortgage process. And, and really, the name of the game here is just preparing yourself and make sure that you have all of the information necessary to put yourself in the best position to get the best rate. Right. So. Yeah. And adjust your wish list. As I said, do that wants and needs. You know, if you're you're shopping for your first time home, you need to be open minded about location, size and condition. And that's where you want to look at what this is what I absolutely need. I'd like to have this. But if I don't have it, um, I can live. So, uh, you know, we'd all like to have the perfect house. But even if you build the house from scratch and you say, I'm going to build this house, and I'm going to make it perfect the way I want. There'll be something that you didn't work out right or that you forgot to do. So if it's your first home, it's a place you're going to have a family. Maybe you'll build an addition. If you look, if you can maybe start with a small house, but maybe you can look at the zoning that you can build an addition onto it down the road. Uh, and then, you know, it's a very different time. I tend to think millennials want the house to be perfect, like brand new kitchen, brand new this, brand new that. And that's great if you can find that and afford it. But if you're looking and, you, and I'm a location buyer, I go location, location, location. If you find a house that's in reasonably good condition as far as, you know, the roof's not falling in and there's not a lot of structural damage, because you will talk about it on another day about an engineer's report that you're going to have. And it needs to be redone. It's just dated. But the bones are good and the area is good. You know, think about maybe you could do it over time. Because the more you wait, I'm, I'm convinced that interest rates will go up. Uh, and I think that now is a great time to buy. 
So, you know, those are things that I would look at. And, and, and it's a job because a lot of times I would say to uh, people when they come in, well, no one says, oh, Dottie, tell me about the most overpriced house that you have. Every customer says, Dottie, and when there's a good deal, let me know about it. I would try to find a good broker that I had a rapport with, and I would tell that broker, if something comes on that market, the minute it comes on the market, if it's something you think that I would like, I want to call. And then if you get that call, you need to move and go look at it because there's a shortage of inventory. We see that for, you know, we're seeing a little bit more than we had, but it's still a shortage. So you got to be quick. And if you're working with a broker, remember something. You don't have an obligation, but if you, you know, the broker is not going to call up a client that, you know, they hardly ever deal with. They're going to call up the clients that, that they've been working for a long time with. So have a report and get a good broker that you have a report with and make sure that they alert you as soon as something comes on the market and then make sure that you're ready to go look at it right away. Uh, I, those are tips that I think are really important, especially in today's market. And location, again, it's all a matter of what you were giving up. Like some people, I would find some people, you know, usually if it was on a main street, the house would be a little less money because, but, you know, somebody might not mind that, you know. Uh, look at what you really, you know, what you really need and when you, uh, what you want. Look at the schools. I would call up the school because even if you don't have children in school and even if you don't have plans to have children, um, especially in the suburbs, school distribution helps that price. And the better the school district is rated, usually the higher the price. So you could have two identical homes and they can look exactly alike and they can be a block apart and they're in two different school districts. And if one school district has a better reputation, um, that house might be going for much more money. And you might say to yourself, if you didn't know that, gee, this other house is a steal. So look at the school districts, and if you have children, and if they like sports or whatever, or they have special needs, it's a good thing to go to the, go to the school district reports and look at the schools and get a feel, because uh, especially in the suburbs, it matters. Convenience. Now, you might not want, care about driving two miles to the nearest friend, but you know if you have kids and you want to be close to shopping, or you want to be close to a town. Um, you want to see how far it is away from everything. And as I also told you, if you're commuting and you're going to be driving, however, take a ride during traffic and just see how far it is and how much that impacts you. Some people don't mind driving a distance and they'll go out further and they'll get something cheaper because they're driving further from their job. But that's something that you have to do well before. And if you're not driving and you're going to take public transportation, then you have to look at the access to public transportation. These are all things that I really believe you should do before you actually actually put, it, put an offer in. Um, And you really don't, it's much easier now than when I started. You can really go online and you can take a map and point out what things are sold, where they're selling. And um, it's work, but it's worth doing the work because it's one of the largest investments you will ever make. 
go to the neighborhood at night, um, look at the community. You could ask people who live in the area. Like I said, even the city with a building, if it's a building, you could walk into the building and ask people that when they're in the lobby getting off, you have a finger blind apartment in this building. How do you like living here? And usually people are honest. Um, so after you look at the commute, and if it's a homeowners association, which I'm not going to get into today, but you need to look at the fees and the restrictions they have, because there's always restrictions. If it's a condo or a co-op, you need to find all that. That's why you should use an attorney and make sure you know all that information. And then you start looking. And um, when you're looking, okay, what's really not going to be as important if the paint is ugly or it's a horrible color, painting is not a big deal. You can always paint. If it's an old carpet, many a time, you can pull the carpet up a little and you'll see hardwood floors that are beautiful. So look at what's under the carpet because if you pull them back many a times, you'll see the hardwood floors underneath are beautiful and you can really restore them with uh, very little money. If they're popcorn ceilings, which are dated and ugly, you can change them. They're not that expensive. A lot of people, believe it or not, for sellers, which we're going to do another day, which I tell them, declutter your house, get rid of all that stuff. A lot of them don't. So if there's a lot of clutter, try to picture that house without so many things in it. The exterior of the home, as long as the home, and when you have an engineer's report, as long as the home is structurally damaged, if it's not the right color, paint is easy enough to do. Now, I was listening to the show before us, and they were talking about landscaping. And I heard a woman ask a question, and she said, oh, well, if there are two houses and one landscape is landscaped beautifully, and the other one's not, how much more is the person landscaping going to get? And, you know, that's an answer I can't give you. Um, you know, you know, it depends on the, this property. You know, it depends on the price. Uh, but, you know, landscaping, if it's not a big house, you know, you can minimally do some landscaping, but you don't have to make it a palace right away. So uh, look at that. Look at privacy. Don't over. Those are things you can always change down the road. What you should not overlook is the layout. And sometimes the older homes, there's a lot of rooms, and you can see if it's a main wall. Because sometimes you can knock out a wall and open the house up, and it looks like a different house. You can't change the location, so make sure the location is the place that you want. Um, make sure that you're sure about that. And I think we have a break. Um, and then I'm going to let Ace add in a few things that we need to do and, and see a few tips. And this is if you're buying a home for the first time. We'll be right back. We'll take you a quick break. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. 
I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. The Republicans want no part of a debt ceiling hike, and good for them. Democrats wanted the White House. They got it. Democrats wanted to keep the House in 2020. Speaker Pelosi got her wish. Barely. Democrats wanted the Senate majority. Now Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has it. Democrats have all they need to bring up their giant spending bill to the floor, including massive tax hikes and a debt ceiling increase attached. The nation is out of borrowing authority, so Congress must either pass a hike in the debt authority pass a standalone bill as part of a stopgap measure or as part of the massive spending and tax bill. The last option won't require any GOP votes, but it would require Democrats to get an agreement among themselves on which taxes to raise, how much to spend, when to spend it, and on who. The Republicans should have no part of this inflationary giant boondoggle. Republicans need to have message discipline. Just say no. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing, but are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We're back here listening to I on Real Estate, and we do have a guest, and I'll have him in in a few minutes. His name is Stephen Moranis. He's uh, the head of the Board of Realtors, and has had a real estate company forever, um, and I'm going to have him give you an update on what's going on there. I just want to just go through this quick checklist and finish up um, that if you're a first time buyer, remember, make sure you know how much you can afford. So get a hold of Ace and Citizens Bank, have that conversation. Do not overlook extra costs, okay? Because it's not just the mortgage. You have to look at closing costs, what they're going to be, loan origination fees, appraisal, home inspection, 
costs as well as moving costs and what necessary repairs. So you want to kind of know that ahead of time. So this way, when you find what you're looking for, you don't have to first start and think and start that whole process. You're there already and you're prepared and you are going to also have an advantage with the seller because you have been pre-approved. Okay, make sure you get pre-approved. That is a must. Don't get too emotional if you lose something, but don't be too critical. Uh, we'll talk about that in full at another day as far as home inspections on why I say it's a must. I would never tell anyone to buy a home without it. And if you don't have the 20% down payment, for sure, don't rule yourself out. Call a pace for people at Citizens Bank. Give them all your information. They're going to have a lot of options that you probably don't even know about. And that's why knowledge is power. And then you can sit back and make some good decisions. So with that, it's a scary move when you buy your first house. But let me tell you, it's probably the best thing you'll ever do. Nothing like owning your own home. First thing I did is I blasted my stereo. I put it on so loud. Okay. I was so happy because I had a landlord that complained the neighbor, and I love music. So I blasted it. I was so happy. And with that, I want to introduce Stephen Moranis, who's been on our show before. And Stephen, how long has your family been in the, you've been in the real estate business? I don't want to date you, so, but many years. Uh, hi, Dottie. Number of decades, for sure. And uh, still enjoying it. It's uh ever-changing industry that, um, you know, is, is, is high-profile, uh, you know, from the point of view of... Um, it's, you know, someone's biggest investment. And interesting, in Canada recently, uh, the industry came under the microscope, uh, you know, no different than in, in the United States. We, you know, everyone's complaining about affordability, um, especially the demand has increased partially because the supply is so reduced. And, right. you know, because of getting getting properties rezoned and through development plan and all the other stuff, we just had a federal election, and um, our prime minister uh, got reelected with a minority government again. So he's got less than fifty percent of the members of parliament. Um, but his big housing platform promise was he would eliminate blind bidding on multiple offers on homes and criminalize it, which is kind of interesting because. Trading in real estate is really a provincial or state-regulated uh, industry, and the federal government really has no impact. But you know, he just he wanted to use that as a scare tactic or a high-profile uh, election promise, and um, that's sort of what's happened. How it settles in, no one knows. But the interesting practical thing in Canada. Over half of all the properties are now sold um, over asking. So no one is generally paying over asking unless there's multiple offers. And in some markets, some major markets, 60 to 70 percent of the homes sold on multiple listing service are sold um, with you know, multiple offers and over asking. And, you know, the, the, the dilemma right now is that the industry rules and the regulator rules, which are state and province wide, are such that you can't disclose prices to consumers. So you can't, you know, disclose if there's five offers on a property, you can't give people pricing guidance so they can improve or bid or, or you know, similar to an auction, 
come up with what ultimately the market demands. And and I guess the issue really is, um, is it fair for buyers where regulators should be protecting both consumers, sellers, and buyers equally, uh, that a successful buyer should be paying fifty or a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars more than the second uh, best offer? So the the conversation is completely out in the open. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind touching well, on. Well, that's interesting in, in, because I want to turn that to Steve for a second and 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 ask him how he handles it because. Um, in the U.S., usually when there's a bidding war, um, they do it many different ways. But how do you recommend they do it with your – if you have a client, Stephen, and they have multiple offices, how would you advise them? Sure. So the, the, there's a few things going on. Um, and now I'm going to be talking specifically about New York. Other states work differently. And specifically in New York, I'm talking about resales because there are some different rules for a developer we could call a sponsor selling a unit. So I'm not going to talk about them because it works out a little bit differently under their legal obligations. Um, Part of the biggest issue is being able to move fast. Until you have it reduced to a signed contract, um, you you know, people either side can walk away. Now, legally, you can structure it differently. What I just talked about is the custom. Legally, you have a concept known as a binder, um, and you can try to work in a due diligence period. Um, what you see in the commercial world, because certain things take longer, is maybe a due diligence period for environmentals or so forth um, is done but, customarily. But uh, on the residential side, it's really about moving quickly. Um, I don't want to interrupt, but the question I think that he's talking about, or what what I think that Steve is, that he's saying is, uh, I've been in many multiple bidding situations, and the listing broker usually does not tell. Oh, there's an offer at this price, and then the second there's another higher offer. So if you want to win them, then you have to go above that price. Uh, but I don't know if it's against the law. Or sometimes the bidding will they'll set up, look, there's five people bidding. Well, this is your last and final offer. And then you, again, then you just have to, actually, that's almost like an auction. And then you just have to kind of say, this is what I'm going to be willing to bid. And this is the highest number. And you don't want to get carried away. But I don't know if there's any specific law that you can't tell. I'm not sure. I, I don't remember. I don't really. Well, well there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a few things to break down. And again, it's going to depend a little bit on region, too. Um, but, you know, generally when, even when you have, you know, best and final offers, unfortunately, even if somebody is the best and final, it is not a legally bound auction, even though it may have a lot of the appearances of it. And so if people change their minds or things happen, um, it is very, very hard. And it just generally doesn't make economic sense if a buyer were to go down that road and the seller went with someone else to really go after them for losses. So it really becomes about signing some sort of agreement. And again, there are ways to do it, something short of a full-fledged contract, if the other side is amenable to that. But that generally is not so much the custom. The last point I do want to make, and this is where Manhattan is different than, let's say, a lot of the suburbs, is we don't in Manhattan have quite the same MLS, the multiple listing service. And there are rules for agents in the MLS, if it's an area with the MLS, where they do have to say, 
you know, accepted offer, signed contract, usually within 24 hours, and update the system. Um, and so you also want to get to know the local market to know how that has an impact, because that can affect also other buyers' bidding. True. Dottie, um, Dottie and, and I, Steve, those are good points. In- can I just say, the, the only obligation of a, a registrant or a real estate licensee in Canada, in all the provinces, is they have to disclose to the buyer's agents how many offers there are right now. They cannot disclose prices or information. And so they they would tell you, hey, Steve or Dottie, there's five offers, there's 10 offers. So I think the best advice to your, your listeners and to people out there buying where, you know, one out of two or more of houses that are up for sale are, are, have, are having bidding wars is to say, you know, is to give them good practical, practical advice. You've got to come in with a firm offer. You should do your inspection beforehand. You should get your financing. You should probably come in with a certified check. So all the seller has to do is accept it, and it's a, it's a firm deal. The other thing I've always sort of said, I've kind of, with all my years of experience, Dottie, and you probably have your, your own formula, I tell people if you really want to win, and my late mom, and you remember Sadie, she used to yes, say, Yes, I do. When you're, I do. When you're, when you're in a bidding war, you want to eliminate the competition, not encourage it. So you may have to go extremely higher than the second best offer. The rule of thumb I tell people, if there's five offers you should add 5% to the asking price times the number of offers there are if you want to really win and sort of outshine yourself with respect to the competition. So a simple example, if there's a million-dollar property and um, there's five offers times 5%, you've got to go 25% higher, which is a million two fifty. And, yeah, you may be going 100 more than that second-best offer, but that kind of advice I've given people over the decades has proven to be pretty successful operationally to win to win the bidding war. All right, we're going to wrap this up. We have a break. I'll wrap it up as soon as the break is over. Uh, because you also have to look at the credit and you need to do the down payment, which we'll wrap this up. We have to take a quick break. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. Are you ready to get the nutrients your body needs in a fun, delicious way? Let me tell you about Blue Granite TX from Invite Health. Blue Granite TX is a liquid beverage enhancer loaded with antioxidants and polyphenols from blueberries and pomegranates. Perfect for the gym, work, or school. Add a squirt of Blue Granite TX into your favorite beverage for a refreshing power punch of nutrition. Get all the benefits without the sugars and carbs found in most drinks. Zero carbs, zero sugars, zero alcohol, and just two calories per serving. Right now. 
now buy one bottle of Blue Granite TX and get the second bottle free. Double up, that's four bottles. Get free shipping. Contact Invite Health at 800-694-2345. 800-694-2345. That's 800-694-2345 for Blue Granite TX. And ask about their other herbal tinctures like Tranquil TX for more easy and fun ways to give your nutrition a boost. Invite Health. Get healthy. Stay healthy. The following is a paid political announcement. President Biden and Senator Bernie Sanders' $4.7 trillion infrastructure plans are a typical Washington bait-and-switch. Politicians raise taxes, promising roads and bridges, but then waste trillions on special interests and partisan priorities, rigging the system for the well-connected while harming workers' wages and crushing small businesses. Call 202-900-5410 and tell Congressman Tom Malinowski to reject President Biden and Senator Sanders' phony infrastructure plans. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. Want to listen to AM 970 The Answer on the go? There's an app for that. Download our free smartphone app so you can listen to all your favorite shows, keep up with us on social media, enter contests, win prizes, and even interact with our hosts all in one place. Just search AM 970 The Answer in the iPhone App Store or the Google Play Store for the Android. Again, search AM 970 The Answer and download our smartphone app today. That way, you can take us wherever you go. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We're back to listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with Ace Bar Super, Stephen Eden, and oh, Steve. Uh, we're talking about, um, in Canada, Stephen's from Canada, we're talking about bidding wars, and he's saying that you're not allowed to know. And usually you don't know in the States, in the suburbs where there's bidding wars, you usually don't know what the other offers are. But I did some homework for you. And just statistic-wise, when you're making an offer, the number one reason someone took an offer, 28% of people chose the offer that was all cash, even if it was lower. Now, again, it depends how much lower. But if you have all cash then the seller really knows that the house is sold, okay? Uh, they don't have to worry about that. So that usually beats a lot of offers, um, unless the office is, you know, unless that, that all-cash offer is so far below. But if somebody really needs to get out, you never know, they might take it. So all-cash was the number one way to win. The number two way to win was to 
uh, waive financing contingencies, which is like saying that I am going to apply for a mortgage. And now this is a good, I, I just want to emphasize this. I am going to get a mortgage. However, it's not contingent on that, meaning that if I don't get the mortgage, I'm still going to go through the sale. And what I would have done already is, like I said at the beginning of the show, I would have seen Ace and the, and the team at Citizens. I would make sure that I knew I could get a mortgage at this number. And therefore, if I waive the contingency, it's not saying that I'm going to pay all cash. It says that I'm going to get a mortgage. But if I don't get a mortgage, I'm still going to go through with the sale. And you really, in your heart, because you've done your homework, you know you're going to get a mortgage. That was the number two reason somebody took an offer. That's the second most popular. Um, the, the third was they waived inspection contingencies. I don't often recommend that. Uh, it Really, that is a personal decision. If you've seen the house and you pretty much or you kind of know what you're doing or you've worked somebody who thinks they know about houses, uh, obviously the less that the seller has to worry about because when you have an inspection, if the inspection doesn't come right, a lot of times the seller, the buyer will then try to renegotiate the price. So basically, if you want to win, if you have all cash, do it. And you can always get a mortgage or do a refinance later. Uh, and the less contingencies that you have, you know, especially in financing, if you say I'm getting a mortgage, but I'm not going to, it's not contingent on that. Um, that's the second best. Not, it's not always the highest offer that wins. I know that I would not recommend to somebody unless they had like plenty of time in their hands that if something doesn't go through, I would not recommend somebody taking a higher offer uh, and they have no clue about their credit. They don't, you know, they, they have all these contingencies. So, you know, the, those are pretty much basics because it's really hard to be cash. Um, and if you can uh, have the, so that's why the pre-approval thing is really, really important. And what strategy should you use? You should go with your best foot forward. And if you um, live in an area, and I don't know everyone's different, where the listing broker is going to present the offer and you're, you're the broker that took you out is it? well, then maybe I would write a little letter to the seller uh, saying, you know, I really love your house and I have the cash and I'm going to do this and I really, you know, write a little uh, little something personal that the listing broker can say. Uh, there's no really rule, rule that you that I can tell you, but we are in a competitive market, and that's why it's important to have your ducks in order. And uh, other than that, Stephen, I think that I think that's going to be. I mean, I don't know how it was before, but pretty much in the U.S., the, I don't remember too many where they told the offers ahead of time. They just might say, "Hey, you know what." There's offers that are probably coming in higher than yours. If you really want to get something, you got to give it your best shot in a market like we're in now, which is very competitive. And I assume Canada is the same way. I said I was just at the NAR. Across the country, it's a very competitive market. So that's our rules of thumb for winning a bidding war. Um, by the way, on a, on a different note, how's COVID in Canada? How are we doing there? Is it, is it, are the cases declining? Well, thanks for asking, and your advice on on getting uh, wars and what you should do are are excellent. Uh, the um, it's interesting. One thing in Ontario that the regulator 
um, um, disallowed now is you can't send these uh, love letters to the seller saying it's unethical for an agent to to participate in that, that you can't send a love letter and saying, you know, I really want to raise my family in your home. It's our dream home and neighborhood and all the other stuff. So they kind of eliminated all that. But with respect to COVID, we're pretty, um, we're doing better, although there's cases coming out in the schools. Uh, they're starting to vaccinate the five to 12 year olds. They're making all the um, sort of school workers and uh, healthcare workers be vaccinated. So a lot of companies are becoming pretty um, firm on policy that if you don't want to get vaccinated, you may lose your job. I mean, uh, you know, we have our we have our sort of uh, sample of anti-vaxxers here. Um, the good news is the Blue Jays are trying to make the playoffs and they're allowing 30,000, 60 percent of the capacity at uh, the Rogers Stadium is allowed to be there live. So there's 30,000 people are cheering them on. We've got uh, two more games against Baltimore this weekend. Uh, so that sort of is a good sign that we're getting back to normal. Um, we're allowed to have in uh, dining, um, in dining, in restaurant dining. We can go to the movies, but uh, we're um, we're not allowed in unless we uh, provide, um, you know, uh, proof that we have had two vaccinations. So, you well, know, thank goodness. Well, that's what's happening here. Pretty much the same thing, and so we're hoping that this uh, we have. We're hoping that we're going to see uh, a, a decline, and uh, it, it seems to be declining pretty much uh, in many cases. And they seem to have better; they seem to be coming up with some better uh, medicines uh, to treat it. Um, well, we don't have much time. Yeah, but, but we we don't have much time left. But I really think that touching on on this bidding war bit, which is happening more and more, is so important, and that. You know, the more contingencies that you have, the more your your seller is not is going to take somebody else's work. So try not to have too many, and that goes back to doing your homework. If you if you if you know that you've seen areas, you know you've seen houses, you know you might want to spend a little more if it happens to be a dream house. But if you have market knowledge, and then you have a budget, and you don't want to get carried away, I remember. I went on a cruise once with uh, the company and it, it rained the whole cruise. So we couldn't do anything. So they had these stupid art shows that nobody wants to go to, but we were all bored out of our mind. So we went to the art shows and the art was not even great. It was junk, but whatever. <laughs> and I'm bidding on something. And then there's people bidding against me in my company. And I'm like, stop bidding against me. We're all bidding against each other. And what <laughs> happens is, People then get, I just want to win the bid. Okay, so make sure you, of course you want to win the bid, but make sure you don't overspend more than you can just to win the bid. And remember, the terms are just as important. If you're a seller, the terms are just as important as the price. If somebody offers you a lot more, but they have very little down payment, the chances are maybe they'll get a mortgage or maybe they won't. So, you know, make your terms as strong as they can be and and give the best price that you can. Uh, and that's the best way to win a bidding war. And knowing the market, I mean, Ace, any, any, and Stephen, any additional ideas that you have uh, in bidding wars? 
I think, I you think guys the best thing is to just be ready to move quickly. Really do yeah. all your homework in advance. Know, you know, know what you can do. And I think your point about the artwork is, is terrific. Have a number in advance as to what the value is. Because at the end of the day, even though it may be, quote, unquote, your dream home, you really should analyze it by looking at what's your next best alternative. And everything has a price. And you should know going to the negotiation that if they want more than X, I'm not paying it. And you should know your red line before you even make your first offer. And that will keep you away from making a mistake in the moment of frenzy. Right. And if you have, um, and if you have the commitment from the bank, from Ace, and you have that, you then can make an offer that says, I am going for a mortgage, but I don't, if there's no mortgage contingency. And what that means is that when people apply for a mortgage and you have a mortgage contingency, if you're a seller, what that means is if I don't get a mortgage, then you can't come after me. I just, you know, you wait two months to find out I didn't get a mortgage and you have to start all over again, put your house back on the market. So a seller is not going to want to do that if they don't have to. But if you have a commitment from the bank, such as citizens, saying that you've been approved for this loan, then you can really waive the contingency. You can say, I'm getting a mortgage, but it's not contingent on that because I, you know, because you know that you can get a mortgage. Um, so, Ace, how do you suggest someone do that before they even start the process? Yeah, we always recommend every single client to start the process before they even start looking for a home, just to give them enough time to prepare, Jody. And uh, I think we're coming to the end of the show, but next week I'd love to talk about, you know, some of the tactics that they can that they can utilize in going into a bidding war environment. That would be great, Ace, because you really want to win, and there's some tactics that really can help you win. So we'll be talking to you next week. It looks like a lovely weekend. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back next week. This is everyone saying goodbye. We love you from Iron Real Estate. And thank you, Stephen, for being a guest. Thanks. Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.